This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It is time for the Black and Blue Report podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today from Oklahoma City. Sean Kelly. And uh, we are kind of centered at the team hotel on this uh, Wednesday morning as we uh, prepare also for another basketball game. It is a back-to-back, so even uh, with a loss last night at home, it's uh, right back to it. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe not. We'll see. A lot of that hinges on the status of Anthony Davis, and we'll talk about that as we go throughout the show today. But uh, greetings here from the Plains, as they say. And I uh, hope you all fared well with the weather back in New Orleans. It was uh, quite a bumpy ride out of New Orleans last night through that storm front and up here to Oklahoma City, uh, where we will tip it off at 7 p.m. Coverage uh, coming your way on the Pelicans Radio Network tonight and on television at Fox Sports New Orleans and on national TV with uh, Mike Breen on the call for ESPN. So uh, good coverage for a ball game tonight that has a lot of question marks. Um, I think we know that Kevin Durant will not play. Um, we know that Drew Holiday won't play tonight, and the question, the biggest question mark truly right now is Ant Davis. Um, the subline there go, uh, you know, who will start losing streak? OKC's lost two in a row, and New Orleans now four straight, and one in overall following that loss last night. That loss, of course, was to the Denver Nuggets, and Denver won at 115-98 last night. The second half was the bugaboo again. Uh, New Orleans was outscored 64-45. to in the second half, uh, they allowed Denver to shoot 63% from the field. Denver out-rebounded New Orleans 21-14. to And um, um, it's just, you know, it's four straight second-half collapses that don't go well. You know, Eric Gordon goes three for ten in the second half, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Drew Holiday comes back to play 16 more minutes in the second half. He goes one for eight. Other than Ryan Anderson's 13 last night, those uh, second-half numbers uh, – Tell you plenty, and unfortunately, it's kind of the same story that we've seen. Um, although, it's interesting. I'm going to play it for you here in a second. Uh, Alvin Gentry's postgame last night, and maybe I didn't frame the question up very well. I kind of used the whole same old story type angle or, you know, uh, the ongoing frustration with not having all of your, your guys and being able to give forth the full 48 minutes. Alvin Gentry kind of uh, uh, kind of – did a little take back on that and uh, and had a different answer. We'll share that interview with you in just a moment. Uh, David Wesley's here on a Wesley Wednesday. We'll talk about the current state of the Pelicans, preview the game tonight, and we'll also learn more about the Oklahoma City Thunder from Royce Young. He's uh, with ESPN.com. He covers the Thunder. We've had him on before, and uh, he'll round out the picture for this ball game tonight. So we're really all basketball today, no doubt about that, as uh, the Saints are off this week. Uh, we already had plenty of Saints news early in the week, as you uh, as you full well know. So we're focusing in on uh, the Pelicans today here on this podcast. Let's go back to Alvin Gentry. This is post game last night after the Pelicans dropped to one and ten. Coach, even so shorthanded, you're down five, and then that twenty to eight run rears its head again, and it just seems like it was the same story for your team again. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was the same story because we ran out of gas. I mean, and and, and appropriately so, you know. Uh, I thought we played hard. I thought we competed. Uh, you know, we played so many strange lineups and things like that. But, you know, all I ask them to do is try to play hard and try to do the best they can. I thought we did that tonight. You know, obviously with 
you know, Gallinari and, uh, you know, you know, there were so many, so many people that made plays. Uh, Jameer Nelson, I thought, was kind of the difference in the game. But, you know, that was a big play where, you know, the, it was a six-point game and Jameer had the end one. Uh, you know, kind of gave him a little separation there, you know. Thought the call could have gone either way, you know, but it went their way and, and then we struggled from there. What's the what's the mood of this team like, Coach, right now after a game like this one? We're, we're not going to quit. We're not going to stop. We're not, you know, we're we're in a tough situation right now, you know. Uh, we got guys hurt, but you know what? We got five guys to put out there. We'll play hard and we'll comp- continue to compete. And... Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to feel sorry for ourselves. We're not. You know, I told them that after the game. You know, yeah, unfortunately for us, you know, it's another loss on us. But, you know, we competed and we'll continue to do that. We're not going to give in and we're not going to have pity, pity parties. I told you guys that. We're going to continue to play hard and try to do the best we can. That's all we can do. That's what, that's what everybody on this team is paid to do. What happened to Anthony Davis? Was it on a hard screen, Coach, when he hurt his shoulder? Don't know. I mean, I, didn't, I hadn't seen the play yet. Don't know what happened. You know, I'm sure we'll get as much information as we can a little bit later on. But, you know, right now for us, we're going to get on a plane and fly to Oklahoma and, you know, and, and we'll lace them up and we'll play tomorrow. Is Anthony going to join you? On the I day? don't know that. I don't know that either, you know. I don't know that, guys. I don't know what happened to him. I don't think so. You know, I think he got a bump in New York, but, uh, you know, I don't know how badly that was. I don't know if that was something that, you know, he did in New York and it was just, you know, it was, it was, done, it was worse when he got hit. You know, I don't know that. So we'll have all the information that we can, you know, later on. But, you know, that's it. He practiced yesterday you know, a little bit, but we didn't do a whole lot anyway. So, you know, it wasn't like uh, it was a hard-nosed practice or anything. So he was, you know, I I don't know what his status is. I don't know. Did you feel defensively, though, that your guys, when you say effort, you you, you felt you forced tough shots and they made tough shots? Yeah, I I really do. I mean, I think you look at the last two shots Jermaine Nelson made. I mean, we can't play him any better than that, but. You know, he's an NBA player that with, with talent, and sometimes, you know, good, you know, good offense trump good defense. And I thought we did a good job of uh, staying close and challenging shots, and they knocked shots in. So defensively, I don't know what else you can do. You know, uh, we're limited as far as, you know, protect, rim protection. You know, we don't have Omir. We don't have Anthony. Uh, we're playing Ryan long minutes. I mean, it is what it is, but I, I, like I said, I, 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 I just know – that we're not going to just all of a sudden pack it in and give up, you know. And so we'll just continue to try to find a way to, to fight through it and, and, uh, and battle and see what happens. That's all, that's all you can do. That's the only thing we can do. You talk about staying positive. Are you kind of fighting uphill there against nature? I mean, if this is the kind of game I think where you could say, that's not, not again. You know what I mean? That- no, I, I'm, a, I'm a positive guy. I, the guys come to work. We come to work. We try to do the very best we can. And if it doesn't work out, I don't, I don't, I'm not a negative person. And, and I don't want our guys to be negative. And, you know, there's going to be stuff that's going to be written and there's going to be things that's going to be said. That's life. You know, that's life. So, you know, whatever you write, whatever you say, whatever you guys put on the radio, you know, you got every right to do that. But I'm just saying that in our situation, 
uh, we're still going to be positive and we're going to try to do the very best we can because I don't think that the season is over by any stretch of the imagination and we'll continue to battle. It's a long, long, long year and somewhere along the line we'll look back and look at this as a learning experience. That's what I told the guys. It can be a learning experience for us. And I think in these situations, you know, there's an old adage about you find out the true character of a person and, and when adversity is going on. And so, you know, once again, we'll be able to, to look and see and, 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 and you'll be able to, you, you can decide who's all in in these situations. So, uh, you know, as I was saying, that all we can do is line up and play as hard as we can and try to compete. And, and if we do that, at the best level that we can, I'm going to be satisfied with whatever the result is. Sure, we plan a great team. We plan a team that's probably picked to win the Western Conference. You know, so it's a it's a it's a very good team with or without KD playing. You know, obviously Westbrook permit uh, uh, present a lot of challenging situations uh, defensively, but you know we'll. Do what we always do. We'll get on the plane and we'll game plan and we'll meet tomorrow and we'll present it to the players and then we'll try to go out and play. Head coach Alvin Gentry, following last night's ball game, we'll get another update from him later on today with regard to the status of Davis and uh, and how they'll go about tackling the Thunder. All that comes your way during Pelicans warm up tonight on the New Orleans Pelicans radio network. We'll take our first time out. When we come back, it's a Wesley Wednesday. David Wesley with us here on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. Looking for the perfect holiday gift? Well, give the gift of Pelicans basketball with the Pelicans five-game holiday plan. Packages start as low as $49. Pick your favorite five games, including matchups against the Thunder, Rockets, and Clippers. The Pelicans five-game holiday plan makes a great stocking stuffer. So call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to order your Pelicans five-game holiday plan today. Spend less time buffering and more time watching movies or sports on multiple devices with the fastest internet in town, Cox High Speed Internet. Catch the hottest action on the court. Cox delivers the most popular basketball games this season on TV, online, and on your mobile device. Learn more at Cox.com. Cox, official partner of the New Orleans Pelicans. Fastest claim based upon maximum download speeds of Cox Ultimate 150 megabits residential service versus AT&T's fastest advertised download speeds in Cox service area. Cable modem required. Guess what day it is. Hump day. Well, yeah, and it's Wesley Wednesday on the Black and Blue Report. Former NBA star, now star of television, Fox Sports New Orleans, David Wesley is up and at him at the Team Hotel in Oklahoma City this morning. One of the two uh, alleged haunted hotels that we stay at during the season, uh, the Skirvin Hilton here in Oklahoma City. Uh, any ghosts last night, David, as the team arrived late from their game at home against the uh, Denver Nuggets? 
I do feel like a ghost was laying on my head because I slept peaceful. No ghost. I was hoping you would say yes. Maybe that ghost could play a little bit. The team could sure use another another body, even if it is uh, spiritual at this point. I was looking for a healthy ghost. There were no healthy ghosts in, in my room. Not to say that they're not here, and I dare not say anything bad about the ghost. No, let's not do that. Uh, for the record, the the alleged other hotel was the Fister in Milwaukee. So, uh, as you see the Pelicans make their way on the tour through Oklahoma City and Milwaukee, know that there there may be extra guests on the uh, rooming list <laughs> that we're unaware of. Uh, but it is a Wesley Wednesday, and unfortunately, the Pelicans rolling here to Oklahoma City now. David, one and ten, lost a set, lost by seventeen last night, despite being within five there in the fourth quarter. It's a tough go, and if you look at the schedule, there's no end in sight. They do have one of the toughest schedules through the first 20. So um, without all their weapons, it is it is showing to be very, very true. Um, they're playing good basketball. They're playing good stretches of basketball. But when it really counts, um, they just falter. You, you, get, you could almost sense it each and every game where they're going a little away from what they, they need to do. Um, and it's a tough time. I've been on teams like this. It's not fun for them, but the only people that can get them out of this is themselves by playing with a little more sense of urgency. So we've seen the sense. Let's just take the last four games, the three games out east and then last night. You've seen the sense of urgency, and you've seen those good stretches of good basketball in the first half. It's the second halves, as everybody knows, that have gotten them. So what are you seeing that's different from first half to second half uh, both offensively and defensively at this point? Well, I think you said it in the question, uh, the sense of urgency. When they come out in that third quarter, it, it, they don't look the same. The intensity is not the same. And if this team doesn't defend, and they gave up over 110 again last night, you can't win that way. Uh, you, you, this team is scoring just over 100 points, which means they have to hold teams to just under – they're scoring just over 100. they got to score – less than 100, and right now they're worse in the league, giving up a ton of points. It, it just – and people live in the paint. I mean, absolutely live in the paint. Pick and roll, nobody's aware on the weak side. Drives to the basket, nobody's aware on the weak side. You know, it's – it's and, and you see it happen sometimes where they come over, but there's not a consistent awareness of where the ball is, most dangerous – um, helping the helper, those kinds of things. And until they get that corrected, they're going to continue to give up points in the paint and give up monster numbers in games. Let me ask you about three phases of what you're talking about. Number one would be the level of talent on the floor, and that is directly re related to all the injuries that you have. Number two is something that I would rarely question as a guy in my position, but you are probably in a position, that would be, the effort, and whether that's effort overall or in stretches like maybe you've hinted at here. And three, the third piece of it would be chemistry. There's ten different starting lineups. There's so many odd combinations right now um, because of the patchwork uh, job that Alvin Gentry's having to do. So <laughs> you want to take one, all three, or how do they all relate to each other? I think they're all related. And I think, you know, you can start with the injuries. Anthony Davis goes out after, the, after about six minutes last night. They don't have, you know, a Norris Cole. They don't. They don't have Pondexter, Tyreek Evans, and Tyreek. His style of play makes a lot of people around him better. Um, 
you know, at times Tyreek, you almost thought he was selfish, but that's what this team needed, him to go score buckets, him to get inside, collapse the defense, and that allowed Anthony Davis to kind of clean up the messes a lot of times. The, 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 the sense of urgency, the, the, the effort is not there on a consistent basis. Um, and, and it could be the frustration of losing. Sometimes when things start going wrong, if you don't have those guys in the locker room, those guys in the huddle that are almost rah-rah or, hey, guys, let's do this, we're doing this wrong, you, you kind of let go of the rope a little bit. And there's always a point in the game where you go, uh-oh. And they give up 32, outscored by 10 in the first. They give up another 30-plus point game, uh, quarter in the third, outscored by 10. And, and there's pretty much your game. Uh, you know, they, they're not going to be a comeback team. They, they don't have that scrappiness to come back. So once they get down 10, 15, you know, they, they, they rally, but they're not winning games. Well, maybe tonight changes things. I don't know. <laughs> but you're back at it tonight. But, and against an Oklahoma City team here that's had uh, a little trouble finishing in the fourth and as a result kind of hovering around 500. Um, I guess we have to probably – well, we know that Drew Holiday won't play, second game of a back-to-back. Do you want to take the assumption that Anthony Davis will not be able to play tonight? And if so, preview uh, tonight's game against Oklahoma City for me. This is going to be another tough game. Um, not only do they have a, a really good starting lineup, even without Durant, uh, who's, who's, who's been ruled out, their bench has guys that come off and – do an excellent job for them. Uh, Waiters, while I don't love his game, he can be really effective. Cantor coming off the bench played really well versus Memphis. Um, you know, they got the young guard, I can't think of his name right now, that also comes off that's trying to find his way, but you can tell he can play. So they have good pieces. So their depth versus the Pelicans' injury says it's going to be another tough night for the Pelicans. And they have the ultimate alpha dog in this league, Russell Westbrook. He got 40 in, you know, on I think 19 shots. He got to the line. He's finding people, had 14 assists. He also had eight turnovers. But, you know, tonight, if we don't have guys that can guard on the perimeter, which we've shown it's been a difficult thing, we've had trouble guarding the pick and roll, Russell Westbrook could have a monster, monster night. Um, whether folks know or not, usually on a, on a coaching staff, different assistant coaches will take turns uh, scouting the next opponent. They're assigned them usually at the beginning of the season. What do you want to bet Monty Williams, the lead assistant coach here at Oklahoma City now, has the scout for uh, the New Orleans outfit coming in tonight? I think that's a pretty good, <laughs> pretty good assumption. Uh, he knows this team. He's been around this team. And – he knows what guys' tendencies are. Even though they're in the new offense, you can, you can, you, they still have the, pretty much the same players. So he'll he'll have his guys ready to to keen in or, or get ready for these players' tendencies. Don't you know? Fly at this guy, make this guy put the ball on the floor. Whatever their weaknesses are, he's going to try to exploit them tonight. While we wait, David, for the next Pelicans win, um, how long do we have to wait until Golden State loses a game to start this season? You know, I heard that on the radio the other night, and 
uh, and it was actually uh, Golden State loss or Philly win. Um, but I guess you could throw in the Pelicans' next win and a Golden State loss too. Um, and some people say they'll lose to the Clippers, and they got the Clippers coming up. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know. I, um, somebody in that locker room's got to say enough is enough, and and go out and and take the reins and and, and get a win. But uh, if they continue to play on this roller coaster, effort wise, or or understanding the defensive assignments, it could be a while. Uh, might I have your thought on one more thing, and that would be the uh, breaking news, as they love to say this morning, with the Houston Rockets at 4-7 and seven firing Kevin McHale, who had them in the conference finals at the end of last season. Um, I feel like that team is laid down on them. You got the same coach, you got the same players. What's, what's the problem? And if you're going to blame the coach, you know, it's kind of like the Denver situation. I want to say it was last year, maybe it was a little longer, but um, – I, I, it makes you lose respect for players when you lay down on a coach that is that got you to to lofty heights. I mean, they haven't been there in a long time, and all of a sudden the next year he can't coach. That, that's so wrong. Uh, Kevin McHale is a good coach, and if the players don't play, I don't care how hard you coach. I don't care how good a coach you were. If 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 the San Antonio players laid down on Popovich, yeah, he's a great coach, but. Uh, they wouldn't be playing well if the players don't play. Players have to play. Coaches have to coach. And you can't tell me Mikael all of a sudden can't coach. Well said. Um, it's another hotel lobby for us. One of these days we'll be home on a Wesley Wednesday, I think. Uh, hopefully at some point we got to be at home. But, you know, these are fun. We get to come down, sit in the lobby, and uh, look for ghosts. Look for ghosts. People watch. Do you have a favorite lobby so far? Should we start? Should we? Should we start reading the hotel lobbies? You know, maybe we should. You know, the decor and and the ambiance of the of the uh, of the hotel lobby. We'll start putting them on a list. Maybe we have to go back and think about it. One thing I'll say about this hotel lobby is that they've kind of like gone half in on the Christmas decorations. I know I'm I'm, I'm so. I know I'm so old fashioned that I say no Christmas decorations till after Thanksgiving. But that's I think that. That car is long gone now. But at least here, maybe it's like, we'll do a couple now and then give you the whole the whole, the whole, whole shooting thing at, uh, at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it has a little Christmas feel. It's got the red uh, couches and the, and the, uh, the red walls. Yeah. You know, a couple of bulbs and wreaths on the, on the door. I mean, we're, 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 we're getting there, but not yet. And maybe that's an old school thought. I mean, people start getting ready for Halloween like in September, so... It's, uh, you know, this new time, I guess. Just got to get with it. This uh, all of a sudden turned into old guy, get off my lawn talk, didn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> we're, we're those guys. Get off my lawn. All right, Pelicans and Thunder tonight here in Oklahoma City. We'll take a break and continue on the Black and Blue Report in just a moment. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. 
Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Create fun and affordable memories for the entire family with a Pierre's Party Pack. Ticket packages are available for select Pelicans home games throughout the season and include three or more tickets, combo meals, and an on-court free throw experience with Pierre the Pelican, all for as low as $48. The next Pierre's Party Pack night is on Friday, November 20th against the San Antonio Spurs. For more information and to plan your next night out with the gang, visit pelicans.com today. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. As you mentioned, Pelicans and Thunder at Chesapeake Energy Arena tonight in Oklahoma City. We continue our Black and Blue Report from Oklahoma City, the state capital. And we're pleased to have Royce Young back with us today. He's been with us before. He writes for ESPN.com. Does a great job of covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. And since this is our first meeting with those guys since um, late last year and a playoff run for both, uh, Royce, it's good to have you back. Yeah, good to be on. It's uh, these two teams have already kind of built a, an interesting little history in a number of different ways. So uh, it, it's always a fun matchup. Yeah, it'll always be connected. And man, does it always seem to change and evolve? How different are these two teams now from when you and I last talked and these two teams last saw each other in the spring? Yeah, you know, obviously you start with uh, the Thunder. They've got a new coach. You start with the Pelicans. They've got a new coach. And you know, in fact. The Thunder have the Pelicans' old coach on the staff, so I mean, there's there's been some uh, some turnover, um, there's been some change. You know, the Thunder are um, you know once again kind of going through injuries. The Pelicans are once again going through an injury issue. Um, both teams really haven't been able to completely figure out who they are yet. I don't think. Um, you know, the Thunder have have been trying to kind of uh, work in a basically a remade roster. I think a lot of people don't realize that is that the moves that they made at the deadline last year, you know, Ennis Cantor uh, before this season had never played with Kevin Durant, neither had Kyle Singler. Um, Deion Waiters had played just a, uh, a limited amount with them. So the Thunder really hadn't been able to put their whole package out on the court. And, you know, quite honestly, the Pelicans are, are almost exactly the same in that manner that, you know, they just haven't been able to get the entire thing uh, out there and really kind of see who they are. They're not even close to getting the entire thing out there. I mean, yeah. it is unbelievable with New Orleans right now. Um, Durant's situation is is what it is. Have they ruled him completely out for tonight's game yet? Uh, they have not ruled him out as of yet, um, but uh, you know I, I think that it's unlikely that he will play. I think that uh, you know Durant spoke the other night and talked about kind of how he's going to be patient. Um, he's set to be reevaluated any any time before the weekend. Basically, uh, that could be today. That could be tomorrow. Um, but you know I think the Thunder are playing this very patiently. They you know with a muscle injury. Uh, it it's you know it makes zero sense at all to to try to hurry back from a muscle injury because you know one little move and you tweaked it again and you're out for another ten days so they're going to play it slow they're going to play it safe and uh, I, I doubt that Durant will play. Yeah, they still have number zero though, don't they? Russell Westbrook he hasn't retired uh, today, has he? No, I don't think so. I I, uh. I don't think he has. And uh, you know Westbrook has. <laughs> uh, the thing about that guy, you know, the other night against Memphis, he he goes for forty points, fourteen assists. Um, you know, he leads the league in scoring last year, and now he's leading the league in assists. So, 
you know, the, the the crazy thing about Russell Westbrook, and this is how you know, basically all great superstar level players are, is he's just he's ever evolving. I mean, he he really truly comes back each season and says that wasn't enough. I want to do more. I want to do something else. I want to be better. And he just he just celebrated his 27th birthday. He's coming into the prime of his career. And, you know, within kind of Billy Donovan's restructured system, you know, he may have found kind of the sweet spot between being a playmaker that can set up teammates uh, basically in every single possession or taking himself and go score. Because, you know, Westbrook, he's averaging 27 points, 11 assists basically right now, which is just absurd. Great point. Tell me more about Billy Donovan's system here with Monty Williams at his side. Yeah, you know, I think that um, obviously Monty Williams was somebody that Billy Donovan wanted uh, desperately. Um, you know, just a highly respected guy. You know, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook um, almost consider Monty Williams to be a father figure. Uh, you know, a really, really strong add to, to the coaching staff. But, um, you know, Billy Donovan, you know, his, what he's come in to do with the Thunder is to not completely overhaul what they had done. Because while they, they had some flaws under Scott Brooks, there's no question about it, this was still a very good team. I mean, if anybody is acting like the Thunder had some sort of mess that they needed to fix, you know, this was a team that had gone to three Western Conference Finals and NBA Finals, consistently had finished when, when healthy in the top five in offense and defense. So this was a very, very good team. So it was, it was more of a refinement that they're looking for. And, and part of that in Donovan's offensive system is he's trying to kind of open the floor a little bit more make them a little bit more, uh, less isolated uh, and, and really kind of utilize the Thunder's big men to play in the high post and you know, take the ball from the left side of the floor to the middle, the other side, and run actions off of all that stuff. And that's what seems to be really successful in today's NBA, and that's where Billy Donovan's trying to get the Thunder's offense to be. Is he going to be the finally the college guy that translates to the NBA? I mean, how many times have we seen a high-profile college coach just not be able to get it done at the NBA level for whatever reason? But yeah. is Donovan the guy that can maybe buck that trend? You know, I, what I would say about that is, um, you know, the, the history is not in his favor. There's no question about it. You go down the list, you know, his mentor, Rick Pitino, uh, was an incredible failure with the Celtics. Mike Montgomery, Lon Kruger, um, you know, I'm forgetting a bunch of them. That it, John you know, Calipari, just have, I mean, yeah, yeah. John Calipari, you know, you can go down the line. There's, there's Brad Stevens is having, you know, moderate success. It was actually interesting. The Celtics were in town the other night. And somebody asked Brad Stevens about, is his success kind of reopening the door for college coaches to come to the NBA? And Stevens kind of laughed and said, well, we define, we define success rather differently. Because, you know, I mean, while Stevens has been good, you know, the Celtics went to a, a playoffs as a sub-500 team as an eighth seed last year, and they're improving. But, you know, there's, there's nothing there that can, you know, that definitively says that college coaches are going to be successful. I, I think with Billy Donovan, what makes him unique is rarely have a, has a college coach taken over this kind of team. With these kind of stars and this kind of uh, this kind of uh, power offensively, um, typically they're walking into a, a you know a, a team that's trying to rebuild, restructure, and uh, and try to grow younger players developmentally. While Donovan comes into a ready-made contender, which is kind of unique, I think, for the college coach. And a very college-friendly market too. Is there anything to be said for that? I know that now Oklahoma City has proven itself as a pro market, but at heart, it's still a great college-type feel. If you know what I mean, does that help mm -hmm. him in any way? I think so. You know, I, I think it probably uh, contributed to the fact that he was, you know, ready to leave Florida because you know, that's a guy that spent 20 years in Florida, um, didn't want to leave. He turned down multiple NBA jobs. You know, even two years ago, um, you know, there was reports out there that the Minnesota Timberwolves called him, the Cleveland Cavaliers called him. This has been a guy that's been pursued uh, by by professional teams for you know basically the last 10 years. You know, he he agreed for a couple of days to coach the Orlando Magic and then 
pulled back on it because he was so committed to Florida. And so for Oklahoma City to, to pry him away uh, from Gainesville, I think was an incredible thing. And like you said, I, I think that probably some of that has to do with the, the feel and kind of the transition is, is going to be a little bit smoother because there is a real communal feel um, to coaching in Oklahoma City, and because that's what you get with, with you know your college teams, that you're you're completely integrated um, into the fabric of the community, and that's really what Oklahoma City tried to do. So here, the Thunder have lost two straight, yet they still have a winning record, and and, and, and Kevin Durant will be back soon enough. Um, but is there any frustration at all right now with OKC in these last two games? Oh yeah, there's absolutely frustration, just because you know at, at this point with uh, with fans, especially in this season. With Kevin Durant's future in limbo, um, you know I, I think everybody is ready to push the panic button at all moments at every time. But, but that's just I think the nature of fandom is that um, you know the, the hard truth is the, the last two games they lost they did not play well against the Celtics in the fourth quarter scored only 11 points and two of 17 shooting, and then they turn around the next night against the Grizzlies and you know they give up 122 points don't defend the three point line play miserable defense so it was just a it was really just a complete contrast in what lost them those two games and the Thunder are the type of team that you know once they put everything together they're really effective but um it's it's really kind of a simple thing you get number 35 on the floor I mean obviously the Pelicans know this in so many different ways but you get your get your guy on the floor and you're a better team you know you look at the way the Cleveland Cavaliers imploded last season when LeBron took that two-week sabbatical um you're just not as good when you don't have your best players I mean it, it sounds oversimplified but that is the hard truth of it and uh, that's what the Thunder need to be they need to be full strength and if that's the case then they're going to be really good boy don't we know it in New Orleans too my goodness um yeah and with that being said first of all as part of my game prep I like to look at the past but even the, with the Pelicans winning the season series last year three games to one I'm throwing everything out <laughs> start with that yeah um but at the same time, and I, and I don't do well being objective since I'm with this New Orleans team every day. I work for them the whole nine yards. Right. Um, but even at one and ten, you never know in this league. So if if, if we're going to go from the premise of you never know, uh, on paper it doesn't look good, if, especially if Anthony Davis is out tonight. Um, what would make this a compelling game, obviously, for that national television audience? You know, honestly – I'm not ruling the Pelicans out of this game. Just because, to me, the Thunder have played so inconsistently. Um, they've defended the, the, the three-point line inconsistently. They've struggled with turnovers. And, you know, assuming Kevin Durant doesn't play, the Thunder are still trying to kind of find an identity. Um, you know, I, I think the Thunder are, you know, a little bit vulnerable in some ways. And, um, you know, I, it, even though he's not going to play, you know, this is also uh, Kendrick Perkins' glorious return to Oklahoma City, which – um, which I think you know fans will probably enjoy, but um, uh-huh. you know, I, to me, the, the compelling factor here is is that you're going to have a chance to watch Russell Westbrook, and that dude can do ridiculous things, and he's going to attack relentlessly, and he's going to you know, he, at some points he's going to try to beat the Pelicans one on five, and um, you know, there, to me that there's a there's a number of decent storylines in here, and while it's honestly it's lacking the star power that I think we all hoped it would have, especially when the schedule came out early in the season. Um, you know, the Anthony Davis-Kevin Durant matchup is one that, you know, we all want to see. And especially you remember, remember the, the fantastic game in Oklahoma City with Davis' uh, double-clutch three-pointer. So it's a shame we're probably not going to get that sort of thing. But, you know, you never know in the NBA, especially with, I think, how inconsistently the Thunder have played lately. Well said. Well said. I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight, sir. I appreciate your time this morning. You bet. Thanks for having me. There he is, Royce Young from ESPN.com. Great stuff covering the Thunder. We'll see him tonight. 
as the uh, Pelicans take on the Thunder for the first time this season. They'll meet three times uh, this year as opposed to four last. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on today's Black and Blue Report from Oklahoma City. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We will hopefully be talking about a Pelicans win tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. It'll come to you from a Studio B at our headquarters in Metairie. Daniel Salerson will be hosting tomorrow's podcast. We'll hear from Mark Kestisher tomorrow. He's with the uh, NBA on ESPN, both radio and television. Uh, we're excited to have him to talk about the league in general. And, boy, there's plenty of news to talk about. As you heard earlier in the show, uh, David and I discussing uh, Kevin McHale and certainly some interesting starts around the league and some good storylines emerging now as we turn toward uh, the Thanksgiving week. And uh, we're getting uh, closer to the quarter pole, if you will, of the NBA. That will happen uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we'll pick Mark Kestisher's brain tomorrow and have a lot more for you, including a full wrap-up of, tonight's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder. That'll do it for us here on this Wednesday. Our thanks again to uh, Royce Young from ESPN.com and, as always, David Wesley on a Wesley Wednesday. 7 o'clock tip-off tonight and then uh, back home for two. Friday night against the uh, Spurs and then Sunday against the Suns before heading out on the road next week. So we'll look forward to uh, seeing you on the radio tonight or perhaps uh, you'll be with the television folks. Otherwise, we'll get you right back here for the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans tomorrow. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.